El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't do anything at all, really. Joining me today, he is the host of a wonderful podcast called Sideshow's Sideshow. He's also the co-host of a super wonderful podcast called You Don't Even Like Sports. And he's the co-host of this podcast, which is super duper wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff May. Also joining me, he is the sole host of a wonderful podcast, a new podcast that you should be listening to called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. He is one of the internet's favorite people. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Schmidt. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. This is Adam. You should already know that what I'm about to say is not an ad because it's coming after the intro. I wouldn't put an ad after the intro song. That would be fucking insane. Just dropping in to let you know, this is kind of a weird episode. We recorded it the Thursday after the election, which was this sort of holding point in the election where no one really knew how things were going to shake out. It seemed like things were heading in one direction, and that is the direction they ultimately went in. But by Thursday, we didn't really know any of that, which means we recorded this on quite possibly the worst day to have recorded an episode about the election. But schedules are schedules, and we'd had this recording booked for a while, so we powered ahead. As has been the case with most major news stories of 2020, the details changed dramatically, not just from day to day, but in some cases from hour to hour. So to keep things fresh at various points throughout this episode, I'll be jumping back in to provide some updates on some of the topics we bring up. Specifically, when you hear this sound... which you might recognize as the siren that indicates that the purge has started, that means an update is coming your way. And to give you one right off the bat, Trump fucking lost. I don't know if I even mentioned that this episode is about the 2020 presidential election, but it is. And at the time we recorded it, the election hadn't been called yet, but it has now. And let me repeat myself, Trump fucking lost. And I know Joe Biden immediately called for civility and things of the like. And sure, maybe we'll get there. But for right now, right now, I just sincerely hope that Donald Trump is currently experiencing the deepest, most profound sadness of his entire life. I know I tend to be the guy who jumps on this podcast and tells you why a thing you're happy about is actually bad. Not today. I mean, don't get me wrong, this wasn't an ideal election. There were some disappointments, and we'll talk about that. But Trump losing? No, that is precisely what should have happened. It's exactly what this country needed, and it's exactly what Donald Trump needed. Yes, there are some aspects of his loss that seem to be kind of alarming, like how he increased his share of the black and Latino vote compared to 
2016, he actually took a higher share of the non-white vote than any Republican since 1960. And I'm actually not troubled by that because it's also pretty clear that black voters won this election for Joe Biden. To me, I think the outcome on both sides comes down to one thing. Voting was easier this time. Republicans have spent most of the 21st century doing their very best to suppress minority votes. And that wasn't as easy to do this time. I don't think anyone was expecting that if we stopped disenfranchising minority voters, that the resulting votes would be 100% votes for Democrats. That's not realistic. So Trump gained a little with voters of color in general, but not enough. Even Ice Cube breaking his promise to never have dinner with the president wasn't enough. Trump also got a higher percentage of votes from white people this time around, if you can believe that. I certainly can. He increased his share of the vote in general. Like, his vote total is the second highest of all time, after all. But it wasn't enough to change the fact that, as a country, the majority of Americans don't support Trump. There are still more of us than there are of them. And I'm into that. Anyway, let's get to the podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Just joining me as co-host, Stop It, Jeff. What? It's me. It's Stop It, Jeff. <laughs> That's not your name. What's your it's name? Stop It, Jeff, from the Unpopular Opinion podcast. You don't even like sports. a sports podcast for people who don't like sports. What's happening? Tell people your name. You haven't even said your name. Stop It, Jeff. My name's Jeff May, the co-host. That is not, that's stop also it. not your name. Stop it, Jeff, sounds like if there was like a doll that's a crossing guard or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a, like a, those career Ken dolls, you know, like yeah. stop it, Jeff, protects the crossing. It's the sci-fi original version of Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> it's the Saturday afternoon. Join us for there a brand go. new Stop It, Jeff. See, I, I picture I picture a Stop It, Jeff doll more as one of those show me where he touched you dolls. Mm-hmm. That, Show me where he didn't uh, stop it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's just because because of Jeff, though. Hey, what, Alex what, Schmidt's what here also. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I love Alex Schmidt. Hey. Oh, you guys. It's great to be here. How, so fun. How is it going, Alex? Not you, Jeff. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's going all right. Uh, yeah, I think I think ultimately this election will have somewhat gone how we thought, even though there were some changes. So, you know, there's somewhat good news. That's yeah. Thing. yeah, we're we're recording this on Thursday and we're talking about the election, which means everything we're saying could be completely meaningless by Monday. Yeah, this might be the most superfluous podcast we've ever recorded. Because like, unless you unless you record a preface, it's like we didn't know we were all going to die before the, well, after this was recorded. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing yeah. stopping me well, from throwing some some solo work onto the end of this before it goes up maybe i will (laughs) but you have to do impressions of me and jeff interacting with you about it like you have to do all three of us i'll just want to hear i'll just edit it together word for word like (laughs) like the intro to you don't even like sports where jose canseco says you don't even like sports Oh, man, we got him. We got him. He said no to my cameo, but he didn't say no to somebody else's when it was. We, that's probably illegal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We probably shouldn't even bring it up on this podcast, but he's our unwitting spokesman. <laughs> our sp- we have a spokes, Jose. Spokes a Canseco. Spokes a yeah. So yeah, we're talking about the election. It's still it's still currently unfolding before our eyes. I have been glued to this coverage, breaking only to record a podcast with Caitlin Cut and to watch the Masked Singer last night because best (laughs) show on television by leaps and bounds i've been watching the coverage consistently and then at like around 10 o'clock i go and now west wing and i just try to watch a functioning government (laughs) work so i've been like just i've been re-watching the west wing just so i can like oh yeah that's what happens when people have like like an education and they care about people all right yeah it's fake Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I get it. It's fiction. I like. I I want to live in an occasional fantasy land. The behind me is a, a a wall of comic books. You trying to tell me that fiction isn't the thing that makes me relax a little bit? Speaking of the West Wing, Jeff, have you ever watched the Trial of the Chicago Seven? Like I said, you should. Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed. Uh, that. Yeah, Sorkin did. So it's probably going to be some centrist bullshit in the middle of it somewhere. But no, no, it. it's it's pretty fucking great. But uh, back to this election. I've been watching the coverage pretty much nonstop. It's actually so far going better than I expected. Like, especially in terms of stuff like voter intimidation. Oh, yeah. 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 It seems like there hasn't been a ton of that, which, go figure, a bunch of cocky white dudes on the internet didn't turn out in force to stop the black vote in Atlanta. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen what would have happened. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that that would have been a sight to see. They did turn up in Detroit to try and stop the count, which <laughs> that's the most amazing thing happening right now. All of these patriots out there insisting yeah. that the American thing to do right now would be to just stop counting votes that have been legally cast. <laughs> yeah, that's like being ahead of a baseball game in the seventh inning and being like, "Stop the game! Stop the game!" Yeah. We clearly saw how this game went. Someone tweeted a picture of last year's AFC championship game, I believe, where the Houston Texans were up 24 nothing to the Kansas City Chiefs. And it just said, stop the count, stop the count, because Kansas City came back and won that game. Little football jokes, little football references on this. Well, the thing about it is, and it's interesting that you brought that up, Adam, because you don't even like sports. Oh, you don't even like sports, which is a podcast about Jeff. No, I heard like I heard both of you guys don't even like sports. Is that you accurate? motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> rude. Wow. Holy shit. Very I didn't rude. think Alex was capable of that, but yeah, you think you know someone. <laughs> so as it stands right now, it kind of comes down to Arizona, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Where we are now, Arizona seems pretty decided. Yeah, I think Biden just picked up more votes in both Arizona and Nevada. Pennsylvania is the one that's going to be the most interesting. As of right now, there's still about 450,000 uncounted votes, I believe, as as my last check. And Biden has been sort of picking up about 77% of the mail-in vote percentage, which would push towards him winning. Yeah, I mean, from what I'm reading, it seems like all four of those states are trending okay, even though it's going to be close. It really makes me wonder if I'm in a bubble, because either that's true or like the things I read are just too optimistic yeah. and not quite accurate. 
because the other states they still haven't called, I think, are North Carolina and Alaska, which will probably both still go Trump. Oh, I thought Alaska uh, went to Trump. It's, I mean, it's I, going to. But that's that's I'm important. Sure yeah. That's important to to know that we're all paying attention, and yet we all have sort of like slightly different information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Fox News called Arizona for Biden super early. Like they yeah. called Arizona for Biden, I think, on election night, and CNN still hasn't called Arizona for anyone. Yeah, NBC wouldn't either i was watching nbc i don't know why i don't know why i was watching nbc and giving them my eyes but like chuck todd was very big on like we ain't giving shit away to anybody until we're confirmed oh yeah chuck chuck todd's not gonna just give up on trump when in arizona (laughs) (laughs) fucking loves trump piece of shit fuck you chuck todd what if he has a Trump hat under his desk, like when Lee Corso has the big mascot heads on the college football show? <laughs> like, and he did it. Like, that w- uh, he'll turn. That wouldn't surprise <laughs> me in in the slightest. <laughs> this is the outcome I wanted. Obviously, like you want Trump to lose the election, and it feels like that's what is coming our way. Who knows where we'll be at by Monday, but. All of the votes seem to be heading in Biden's direction, which that's good. It's not as overwhelming of a victory as I think people were were wanting. That's the embarrassing thing about the country is like this should have been like a slam dunk. And we're just sitting there like, oh, it's coming down to foul shots now. Like we're, we're shooting buzzer beaters here. It's a sports reference, Adam. I don't understand. You don't like sports. But um, yeah, I'm just surprised that you landed that reference the way you did, because you don't like sports. You don't even like sports. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's definitely not the repudiation of Trump that I think a lot of people were expecting, which in that way, it's it's a little concerning because and I don't think anyone expected this, but it's a pretty clear sign that even if Biden wins, that's going to give us like four years of relative comfort in the white house where we at least have a guy who's not a complete clown on the world stage running our country but also our country is still kind of what it is like we're still that division isn't gonna go away and i'm really interested to see what trump does with these next four years if he loses the it seems like we elected a piece of plain toast which is kind of like what we needed because if we if we did a if we did a rubber band move and went all the way to the left progressive it probably would lead to like a direct civil war as much as i am a progressive fan and and you know love bernie and and all that stuff like i do think that the the quickest way to heal the country is to elect someone very boring into this that's not as far to the left in spite of the fact that god i can't get over how much they fucking love fracking <laughs> like how that was like the big i'm like how many people are invested in fracking that he's like we said we'll never ever make fracking go away and i was like oh thank god millions of voters were worried about fucking fracking yeah was that for like a couple guys in pennsylvania that's my understanding of it that's what it felt like yeah that's that's it's the whole thing is weird. it <laughs> Pens- like what we're seeing right now pennsylvania isn't decided yet but if pennsylvania swings biden's direction none of the other states even matter like biden wins the election if he wins pennsylvania 
He's like churning butter, dressed like an old fucking Amish guy. <laughs> I'm here for you. Chucking <laughs> batteries at a statue of Nixon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beating the shit out of Santa. You think I can't do this, Jack? He's going to town on it. You know those like you know those terrible sports jerseys where it's split down the middle and it's two teams at once, like just yeah. Pittsburgh and Philly team jerseys on all their people and all their stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 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 But it's like awful people. It's like a shilling and a Roethlisberger. And you're like, oh, man, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where Pennsylvania goes. That feels like it's going to be a pretty critical state. And that's where a lot of Trump's legal challenges are going to focus, obviously. Yeah, there's going to be a recount there. We're like sitting here chomping at the bit waiting for the finish. But in reality, this is going to be challenged. I doubt Pennsylvania will be finalized by the time this goes up. Yeah, well, I think they're saying they'll have their votes done by Friday, so maybe. Yeah, but I have a feeling a recount is going to be pushed, and I think the Trumps are going to pay for it. Because they have to if it's not within a certain margin. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'll happen. Let's talk about the status of those recounts. At the time we recorded this episode, it seemed like a bunch of states were headed for a recount. As of right now, Georgia is almost definitely headed for one. Candidates can request one if the final difference is within half a percentage point. And with 99% of the votes counted, Biden is up 49.5% to 49.3%. So Trump's probably going to get his recount there. Same with Wisconsin, except their margin is one percentage point. Biden is up 49.6% to 48.9%. So maybe a recount there also. Michigan seemed like it was going to be recount close. But the rule there is that an automatic recount only happens if the margin of victory is less than 2,000 votes. Biden won by way more than that. Still, according to their laws... A candidate can request a recount if they feel they were aggrieved by fraud or errors of some sort, and they don't have to prove they were. They just have to allege it. So I wouldn't be surprised if that does end up in a recount. Nevada, we all know Nevada is a lawless hellscape where anything goes, and that's no different when it comes to requesting a recount. In Nevada, any candidate can request a recount for any reason as long as they have the money to gamble on it. If the recount turns the election in their favor, the candidate gets that money back. If it doesn't, the House wins. And the House usually wins when it comes to stuff like this. Arizona's rules are long and drawn out, and it probably doesn't matter because Trump isn't within any of the margins there, and flipping that state in his favor isn't going to win him the election. Now, Pennsylvania, on the other hand, that could be something. So the Trump team is so far focusing most of their recount and legal claims there. In terms of a recount, one of two things can trigger it. If the final vote is within half a percentage point, there's an automatic recount. And right now the margin is 49.7% to 49.1% in favor of Biden. So just outside the margin. But also, a recount can be triggered if at least three voters in each county allege errors or discrepancies in the count. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Trump tries to put together that kind of street team. But here's the thing. Recounts rarely work. And they probably won't work here either. We might have to wait a little longer for things to be officially official. But 
recounts aren't saving Trump at this point. So cool. Let's get back to the podcast. This also, this feels like that whole thing where modern Republicans just do whatever they want all of the time. And then the rest of us are like very cautious and thoughtful and like, and and like results driven and like trying to get stuff right. Like we need a lot of time stressing and thinking about this. And they decided they won like a month ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It it really is funny to me. And it's very indicative that Biden's whole thing is like, ah, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And it's like, I think that's kind of where we all are with the republican party right now is like oh come on what the fuck man yeah but they're just doing but then we're like all right go ahead do whatever you want to <laughs> do we'll tweet mean about you later it's really interesting that it kind of feels like trump is trying to steal this election solely by claiming democrats are stealing the election yeah <laughs> me think he doth protest too much yeah like all he's talking about especially in pennsylvania is votes that were legally cast being counted like these are votes that were received postmarked by election day which in pennsylvania means they have to be counted that's a state's rights thing which boy do trump supporters love states rights we just talked about the oath keepers on the last episode and they're one of those groups that really really strictly upholds the idea of states rights unless it's a state upholding their right to count all of their votes. One of the most core okay. principles of America, of freedom, of patriotism. Now they're against it. I like how we're all like, oh, Donald Trump doesn't like democracy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. What, like, yeah, what a shock. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's never d- liked that at all. It just <laughs> worries me, though, because... Man, in the history of ill-timed political deaths, Ruth Bader Ginsburg Mm -hmm. dying this close to the election and her successor already being named, if this goes to the Supreme Court in any capacity, I do not feel great about them doing the right thing. Yeah, that was very selfish of her to be 100 yeah, it was rude of her to die when she did. I agree like with 100%. that. one hundred percent. I would have been like, put her on life support, like medically induce that coma, and do not pull the plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. I love how we're like, can yeah. we just make her like the mummy? Can we bring her back? <laughs> can she come back and curse all of the people? I'll fucking open the tomb. I'll take the curse if that's all it takes. Fucking scarabs eat me alive. That's fine. Preserve America. <laughs> I'd fuck a mummy up so bad. Yeah, fuck a mummy. Well, I mean, yeah. they got magic on their side, though. They're going to be able to do curses I, they, and all they, that they're shit. All made of, like, they're made of like compacted dust and fucking old ribbons. Yeah, but they'll turn I, your yeah. arms into spaghetti or something, and then what are you going to do? I don't know. I feel... I've, I, I mentioned this earlier. I'd dance around <laughs> a mummy like fucking Muhammad Ali in the early 70s. I would yeah. just be fucking bobbing and weaving, and I'd be like... That's only if it's not millennium. a magic mummy, mama. I still think I could fuck up a magic mummy. They look slow. <laughs> They look like they don't think fast, you know? It's like when you when you just wake up, would you be able to cast a spell, you know? Yeah, maybe. I don't think you could. I don't think you could cast a spell. You don't even like spells. What if it's a reflex? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> spells are a reflex. I don't think mummies have reflexes. They fucking, they walk around like this. There's no right, reflex. Right. I bet a mummy Agree to disagree. flinch. You throw a shot at a mummy's face and it's just going to be like, what the fuck? It would be like beating the shit out of a baby. 
Now that <laughs> I feel old... like I, I feel like you could do. What if it's a magic baby and it reflexively curses you, Adam? See That's... how stupid that sounds? That's a good question. And also, it's not like mummies had like real science and magic back in the day. They were just using hooks to pull their brains out and shit. Do you feel like we're carrying this on a little too long? Mm, (laughs) I mean, it's fine, but I I guess media won't talk about the mummies. We need (laughs) to we need to break this open. I feel like you're kind of burying the fact that I would fuck a mummy up, but it's fine. We can talk about the world. Yeah, I get. I guess. I guess. I mean, I still think the mummy would win, but I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't feel like we should. Fucking idiot. We should carry it on. Not with everything happening in the country right now, like all of these attempts by Democrats to steal this election. <laughs> that that was a. Did anyone watch Trump's speech the night of the election? I, I we went like, to sleep. We're on Eastern time and went to sleep relatively early election night, just planning on reading about everything the next morning. And yeah, and I like before I even opened my phone, I knew it was going to be Trump declared victory and said the whole thing's fake. Like I, I, he because he'd yeah. been saying he would do that for months and then he just did it. He's very consistent when it comes to being a dictator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's like surprised that they they yeah. went through this this avenue. And then when the fucking like Eric Trump is like, we won Pennsylvania. It's like, you've never won anything. <laughs> and Rudy Giuliani, it's like, send your worst people to Pennsylvania. Like, I can't fathom. Like, I got to get my crack team out to Pennsylvania to start taking care of this. Send me the guy that was fooled by Borat and my dumbest <laughs> son. Holy shit. Did you see the press conference? Not the one where Trump came out and put on his dictator pants to claim that Biden was stealing the election. No, I mean the Rudy Giuliani press conference, which was also chock full of baseless fraud allegations and just straight up lies, exactly like you'd expect from a Giuliani press conference. But oh man, how about that venue? The Four Seasons in Philadelphia. Not the Four Seasons Hotel, mind you. That's not the four seasons in question here. No, the press conference that will probably be remembered as the end of the Trump presidency happened at Philadelphia's Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which, as the name implies, is a landscaping company. And not like an especially fancy one or anything. It looked like they were at a loading dock, mostly because they were at a loading dock. And the craziest part is that the initial announcement of this press conference just left that part out entirely. Here's what it said. Lawyers News Conference, Four Seasons, Philadelphia, 11 a.m. That is a verbatim tweet from Trump. And after he sent it, the actual Four Seasons hotel chain had to jump in on Twitter and clear things up and break the news that it was actually happening at a landscaping company that they have no relationship with. And things only got worse from there. After Giuliani spewed a bunch of fiction about stolen votes, Trump's lawyer took the microphone to speak, at which point reporters just started packing up their shit to leave. And why? Because at that exact moment, the election was called for Biden. That's where Giuliani found out, at Philadelphia's Four Seasons Total Landscaping. That is poetic justice of the highest order. Anyway, back to the podcast. Yeah, and what what are they 
what are they going to do? Like, what are they supposed to do in Pennsylvania? I don't That's That's the thing. Like, I feel like if this gets to the Supreme Court somehow, that could mess it up. But I don't know how they'll get it there. And other than that, I don't know what their strategy to actually win this election is going to be. I think their strategy is to just further convince a bunch of the country that the Democrats are some kind of deep state and and bring the whole Democratic project down, you know, Democratic in a government sense, not a party sense. I I, I feel like they're going to try to burn down the whole country if they lose. Yeah. 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 That's that's kind of the concern. I mean, it is it is very comforting that when Trump came out and sort of declared victory on election night that his supporters didn't immediately take to the streets then and yeah. start tearing shit up. They're they're at least being patient in that way. I mean, some did. Some yeah. went to go stop the count. Yeah, there've been yeah, there've been lots of stop the count protests, which is insane, like especially the one that happened in Michigan. Trump Trump was losing in Michigan at the time. Like if you stop the count, he's just going right. to he just loses. They just want to feel like they're doing something, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's for the gram, you know? Yeah, let's get out there, you know? Let's go for a walk. Let's walk to where the people are voting and let's yell at them. You know, it's a fun little <laughs> fun little Tuesday night, you know? Yeah, it does feel like there's not there's not a lot of them. Like they're they're trying no, to yeah. make it out like there have been this crush of protesters, but it's when you look at the crowds, it's like 25, 30 people. Yeah, the 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 concern is not sort of the number of people, it's the number of bullets those people own. That's the thing that I'm most worried about. Mm. Yeah, there are lots of guns in yeah. the, in those crowds. Yeah, way more guns than people. <laughs> Just several guns and a long coat and a hat, you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's concerning that the states that this election is coming down to are all gun states. Like Georgia, I don't know if there's any history of warfare in Georgia, if anyone can recall. No, that's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah I think Georgia's <laughs> always been pretty pretty neutral arizona nevada which those are are definitely gun states and pennsylvania and then also michigan and wisconsin which that's the blue wall that joe biden cnn said it very cleverly if joe biden rebuilds the blue wall trump will pay for it i thought that was very clever yeah it's also i feel like it's underreported that michigan was like kind of more of a blowout for biden like there's some spots where like the whole way we're counting the votes, it's making it seem a little closer than it is electorally. Like if all four of those states that are trending Biden go Biden, he gets like 300 something votes and Michigan, he won by at least two or three percentage points. Like it's good to see Michigan back. It's good to see Arizona demographically trending good. I think the the auto workers union, the auto workers union went for Biden, right? I hope so. I think, yeah, I, I, th I think that's the one thing about like organized labor. It's like, oh, sometimes organized labor gets white people to get their shit together. Yeah, because <laughs> right. like a lot of those guys were going to vote Trump until their union was like, motherfucker, you vote, vote Biden or you don't have a job. I think I think what we're actually seeing in those states is especially like Michigan, Georgia, Pennsylvania. A lot of those Biden votes are coming from black voters oh yeah like yeah, yeah. and and biden is like if that's how he wins the election if black voters end up turning out in the kind of numbers that allow him to win fucking georgia which democrats never win like yeah he better pay attention to that defund the police shit once he gets in <laughs> office he will not 
like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of the concern is like Biden will take office and a lot of people on the left or liberals, Democrats, whatever you want to call them at this point are just going to be like, cool, we did it. Trump is no longer in office. We won. But like Biden taking over isn't going to make the police less systemically racist. No. And if he ends up owing this election to black people, like even if he doesn't, like either way, he needs to keep the progress of that movement going and accelerate it. But especially if he wins this election on the black vote, man, you need to fucking step up and keep progress in those communities going. Do you think he wants a second term if he wins? I don't think he does. Yeah, I don't think he does just because of oldness. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem like he ever wanted the presidency like ever. I mean, if you really look at it, like he did, he was like in 2016, he's like, I'm good. And yeah. everyone's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, I don't really I don't want I don't really want it. And then everyone's like, oh, well, this is going to be fucked up. And then this year, it seemed almost like he was like, fine, I'll run. And then everyone's like, oh, we know that guy. And so that's what happened. And then I feel like once he's like, well, I did my job and I am out. I feel like he might decide to leave as opposed to run and lose. So then is Kamala is Kamala Harris going to defund the police? Well, that's the that's the thing. Kamala Harris is not a fan of doing anything bad to the police. The other thing with that policy is like whoever runs Republicans will say they want to do that. Like. I don't know. One one thing I'm taking away and elections not done counting votes yet, but Biden got the most votes of anyone ever. And obviously the population group, but he got the most votes of anyone ever after Republicans spent a year telling people he's a socialist. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of sort of ran as a socialist in the sense that his opponents all said he was and he won more votes than anyone ever has. That's kind of exciting. (laughs) I think that might be more to say about Trump than it is to say about Biden. Because one of For the sure. things, yeah. though, where that's um, really an indicative issue, though, is in Miami-Dade County. Like, I don't know. If, have you guys yeah. been following what happened there? Yeah, Trump actually did better than expected in Miami-Dade Way County. better. And a lot yeah. of that comes on the back of Cuban voters. Because Cuban right. voters hear the word socialism, and they're like, fuck whoever is being connected to socialism. Fuck that. Meanwhile, they're they're voting for a dictator because, <laughs> right. because of Castro. Like they hate the idea of that. And it's like, oh, well, you're voting for a Castro. Yeah, there's a big Venezuelan community in Miami, Dade County, too. And it's going to be the exact same thing because the current administration in Venezuela is very much a socialist regime. And a lot of people have fled that administration to uh, cute or to Miami and that's why people say like the 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 people of color vote went uh, higher, and a lot of that is because a lot of people come from social like countries where socialism was used poorly uh, and yeah, totally. used under the guise of dictatorship, and they they immediately get scared because that's fucking terrifying to them because that is terrifying. Like to have a country be just like the sh- the the like scary one that you just left. So yeah, some people bought it. Yeah, and I mean that's. I kind of always assumed he was going to win Florida. Who's going to win Florida? Trump. Trump, yeah. Like, it just seems like such a Trump place. Like, it's practically his home state now. New yeah. York doesn't fucking want him. New York wants to send him to prison. So right. Florida they is kind of his that. de facto home state. Yeah, they should absolutely he, do that. He moved to Florida like somebody. Uh, it was an age-appropriate move for him. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one hundred percent from New York to to Florida. He's not the first. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Adam, host of the podcast you're listening to. Just a heads up that if you want to hear this podcast and everything else the Unpops Network puts out completely free of annoying ads like this, head to patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech and subscribe for a very low price. You get everything we put out as a network completely ad-free plus a whole lot of bonus episodes that you can't hear anywhere else. Again, that's patreon.com slash unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech to figure out which of those two is the right option for you. Head to unpops.com slash subscribe. Thanks. We love you. Let's get back to the show. So yeah, the, the, what's crazy about the stop the count protest that happened in Detroit that is basically the the grounds for Trump's legal challenge there is that, well, we didn't have enough people who were there to witness the count. That's what these people claimed they were showing up to do. They wanted to be let in so they could witness the count. And once they weren't let in, then Trump was like, all right, legal challenge. And I've been hearing a lot that behind the scenes, Trump is like, this, none of this is going to work like this. We're fucked. Yeah, he's just getting like footage for the trailer for whatever he does after this stuff. Like, I don't think these people actually think they're going to flip the election unless they somehow did get enough actual votes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Trump News Network is getting B-roll right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my favorite controversy so far has been Sharpie Gate. Everyone up on Sharpie Gate? if If you're unfamiliar people at home, basically the claim in Arizona was that Trump voters, which... I don't know how you identify someone as a, I mean, yes, a Trump I do. voter. They yeah. accidentally walk into the pull open door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the but the claim was that Trump voters were being given Sharpies to fill out their ballots and that that would immediately invalidate their vote. And so <laughs> that's the malfeasance that was happening in Arizona. Invalidate. Oh, hey. Jeff. Oh, man. Hey. Ah, that was everything. Thank you very much, everybody. I've had a great time. See you later. <laughs> that was pretty great. Thank you. Here's the thing. In Arizona, Sharpie is actually the preferred method of filling out your ballot. They say it right there at the polling place. They say it on their mail-in ballots that, yes, please use Sharpie. It is the best. The If you want the most valid ballot. <laughs> fill out using sharp trust no other than sharpie (laughs) so social media is full of vote fraud claims right now to marjorie taylor green who that's one of the most concerning developments but we'll talk about her in a second she tweeted that joe biden said on video that democrats built the biggest voter fraud operation in history we're seeing it on full display right now And she's referring to this video that's been going around where, sure enough, Joe Biden says, we built the biggest voter fraud operation in history. But it's a clip from him on the Pod Save America podcast where he was answering Mm -hmm. some question and he gives this really long answer. And he's basically talking about an organization that fights voter fraud and like combats voter intimidation. But the way they edited this clip 
it makes it sound like he's saying we built the biggest voter fraud operation in history. And That's- it's been just tearing up social media ever since. Well, it it stands as no surprise that somebody that is as unhinged as Marjorie Taylor Greene would spread that. And those that believe in the things she says would be unhinged enough to believe that. Yeah. Alex, yeah. are you familiar with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Is that the QAnon uh, congressperson in Georgia who just got elected? Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, yeah. I guess it's it's kind of comforting that Georgia is trending in Biden's direction, given that it's also the place where a QAnon candidate won a seat in Congress. I guess my dream now is that Georgia becomes kind of like an Illinois where just there's enough big city presence that like it goes blue every time and like illinois will have a a district where i think one of the republican house candidates was an open nazi and because just he was never going to win and you have random stuff going on like that's okay sure as long as we bury it it. is that okay (laughs) (laughs) how okay is that alex yeah yeah (laughs) you're like hey you know people are going to believe what they want to believe i love that QAnon is essentially the tea party for morons (laughs) <laughs> where it's just like with right. the tea party it was just like oh we're just selfish but with QAnon, it's like yeah. oh we're the dumbest motherfuckers you've ever met <laughs> good for them for organizing you know they form their own little club and it's moron club yeah what <laughs> happens to them if trump loses like do they just like go away are they just gonna be like all right fine i guess the cabal wins Hey, legit question. What does QAnon do now? It's not like they're unused to disappointment. The entire crux of the conspiracy theory at the outset was that Hillary Clinton would be arrested and shipped off to Guantanamo by October 2017. That very definitively did not happen. Although if it had, at least it would partially explain why we still need Guantanamo to be a thing. But When that happened, they just chalked it up to her actually having been arrested, but using a clone for all of her public appearances. Sure. Q also promised there would be lots of big gains for Republicans in the 2018 midterms. That also did not happen. But followers also came up with justifications for why that didn't pan out. But how do they justify this outcome? It's over. The storm never happened. The cabal is still intact and Donald Trump is on his way out. And to top it all off, Q stopped posting immediately after Election Day. And now there are stories popping up left and right about QAnon followers questioning what to do next. Remember, we're talking about people who, in a lot of cases, got so deep into this, they lost their families over it. In a recent Daily Beast article that we'll link to on the website, there's a quote from a Q supporter, and here's what it says. It's hard to keep the faith when your wife and daughters have left you and we didn't get the decisive win we deserved on election night. And yeah, I bet it is hard to keep faith in a situation like that. Also, Ron Watkins, who is an eight-con administrator, which is the name of the eight-chan replacement that Q moved to after that website got shut down. He is an administrator on that site, also the son of the owner of that site, and some people suspected him of being Q, and now he's stepped away from the website. And another QAnon blogger 
has claimed that the Q identity is now for sale online for $1 million, which huge if true, because that really calls the legitimacy of this operation into question. At least it should, but don't worry. The true believers have come up with an excuse for this setback also. The new claim is that legitimate mail-in ballots had a secret watermark placed on them by the Trump administration, and that this whole thing was just a big Department of Homeland Security sting operation to catch Democrats committing mail fraud red-handed. An email that's been circulating claims the National Guard has been deployed to 12 states and are now counting the official ballots. This is a quote from that email. The Dems fell right into the trap of this sting operation, and Trump has it all. So basically, the Department of Homeland Security and the National Guard are going to step in. Biden's lead in these battleground states will be rescinded, and Democrats will be arrested. But I don't know. Maybe don't hold your breath waiting for that, QAnon believers. Also, please don't shoot anybody. That's still a very real concern. Case in point. Two no-goodniks with a lot of QAnon merch and a lot of guns were arrested near the Philadelphia Convention Center. Police received a tip that a woman and two men were headed to Philadelphia from Virginia Beach in a silver Hummer with weapons and ammunition. According to the person who called in the tip, the trio was headed there to, quote, straighten things out. When police caught up with them, the two men were arrested, but the woman was not. Each of the men had a handgun, They had 160 rounds of ammunition between them, and they had an AR-15. No word on what their exact motivation was, but we do know what kicked off the protests outside the vote counting center in Philadelphia, and it's kind of creepy. Residents there reported receiving an unsolicited text message that said this, radical liberals and Dems are trying to steal this election from Trump. We need you. Show your support at the corner of 12th Street and Arch Street in Philadelphia. And motherfuckers showed up. So Q might be dead, but the dream of rallying up the maniacs who believe it to commit acts of violence totally is not. So if you have a million dollars laying around, I guess there are worse investments you could make. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Here's my preferred storyline for QAnon is that Q makes a post and inspires a Heaven's Gate level of (laughs) black Nikes, fucking sweatsuits and dead morons. Like that's all like just let them let them just lemming their way off of the fucking cliff. And then we can be like, wow, the IQ of this country just went up like 30 points collectively. (laughs) That would actually be a, a pretty nifty way to suppress dissent in this country like if you could round up because all of these QAnon types and i've said this before they're the ones that are going to be the most prone to just taking to the streets and actually committing violence because they're they're fueled by at least in part the idea that they're protecting children but that also makes them like possibly the most radical and unpredictable element in american society so if you could just like orchestrate an operation where they all kill themselves at once man you have really put down 
a radical element of your country without doing too much. One of the things about QAnon believers that we we sort of gloss over is just how much they have access to violence and are wild cards. And that's the thing. Like, for example, we talk about the Oath Keepers. Like, the Oath Keepers are a problem. They are an organized yeah. problem. Q is not organized. They are they are the kind of people that would show up to a pizza place with an assault rifle. Like that's the kind of people we're talking about here. Like the ones that they believe they're being told to do things. It's like that when you see these mass shooters that think they they heard something that Trump had in, implied meant that they were supposed to shoot up a mosque. And that's <laughs> Q's base is people like that. I love guns and I'm not all there. Yeah, and that's the base he's going to have to work with for the next four years if he loses. Because there, there are talks that he'll run again in 2024 if he loses and doesn't die by then. Because he's very old also. It's not like... His arteries cannot be doing well. Not with the amount of McDonald's he takes in. We've said, There's documentaries about yeah. it, people. Yeah, he eats like a child on vacation. <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything green in his diet. Yeah, if, so, if somebody told me he is going to live a little bit more or live to 100, I would believe it either way. Like, I, I don't understand it right now. So sure. Like, all right. You don't have to embalm him because he's got so many preservatives that he's essentially just like Lenin in the tomb already. Just preserved <laughs> forever. He's in mummy mode right now. He's ready. Like, get those dukes up, you know, let's do it. I was shocked he <laughs> survived coronavirus personally. I get that he's president, so he's got access to the best treatments. But I was still like, man, there's no way he's coming out of coronavirus alive right he did yeah the fact that he made it it's like ah man that's a it's like a sloppy matrix dodge right there how did that happen (laughs) it's like it's like when wiley coyote runs off the cliff and keeps running for a while but if wiley just kept going to like a whole nother mesa or something i I don't understand it i really don't yeah he made it to the (laughs) other side of the cliff and then did something racist (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) see gravity's not a problem i beat gravity (laughs) So as good as it is that Trump seems like he's on his way to losing this election, it's still kind of, we've already touched on it a little bit, kind of a concerning election because things didn't really shake out the way Democrats were expecting, especially in like the Senate where we thought we were going to flip all of these seats and nah, the mostly like the, the thing that so far has stood out about those races in this election to quote Tim story, who is uh, with the national conference of state legislatures. This is crazy in that almost nothing has changed. It really jumps off the page. (laughs) Like it seems like we're going to change presidents, which of course, like as bad as Trump has been, like there has to be, that element out there because trump got a lot of like i i kind of call them comedy votes where people were like i don't like hillary clinton let's see what happens when trump's president and then trump becomes president and i feel like a lot of those people were like oh shit that wasn't that that was a bad move so he's obviously gonna lose some of that vote but a lot of people in this country were like yeah four more years of that please and that's concerning and not just like that people are 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 still supporting trump the way they are but like progressive candidates that we thought were going to do well like 
didn't do well, like Republicans like this. This feels like a moral victory for Republicans, even if Trump loses. I mean, it's funny because when we see like progressives pushing, they tended to do better because they knew they would survive in those areas. But a lot of when we saw the DNC pushing a lot of like kind of more centrist Democrats in areas where they had like Kentucky, I think is probably the, the Amy McGrath mm. um, example is probably uh, the best uh, version of that. And then um, the uh, Jamie Harrison as well, that they weren't necessarily super progressive and they got dunked on so hard. You know, trying to go up against Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell, who are two cartoon characters of senators. And they lost by like 35 points combined. It's fucking crazy. Like, I don't know how to feel about it because it does like the fact that Biden is winning the popular vote by so much does seem to indicate that the country's kind of on the right track. But also not really like this feels like a break. Like if if Biden wins, it feels like we're we're taking a break and then we're just going to immediately get back to being a a real hellfire of a country. It's a reset button. And what I think I think most people are hoping is that that's going to calm people down because you don't have somebody that's such a loose cannon like Trump. But you also don't have somebody who's pushing aggressive aggressive progressive uh progressive ideas like somebody like bernie sanders because if we had gone from trump to bernie sanders that rubber banding would have just been a uh, we would have just had the opposite problem among people and you know i want bernie sanders in there but i do understand the aspect of what would have happened if you get somebody boring and in the center not much is going to change but it's at least calm i also i I feel like this election was supposed to be relatively close and then it's gone like not totally terribly at least on the presidential level and i don't know i'm curious who they run the next time too like they could run trump again uh, the republicans i mean like they could run trump again they could run nikki haley who will say a bunch of republican policies in a normal voice and as a lady like I, i don't know what they'll do you know ted cruz rolling up someone call my wife ugly (laughs) he's like he would if the democrats had the balls to call out ted cruz for being essentially like politically cucked by uh by trump it would be so easy to defeat him yeah i it's it seems like republicans are trending toward women candidates also like a lot of female republicans won or performed very well in this election and I could see Nikki Haley being a presidential candidate in 2024. She's a woman. She's a woman of color. She's not uh, stupid. She doesn't sound like an idiot when she talks. And she does appeal to them because she's a massive asshole. She is a huge asshole. Like a like an asshole where you look at somebody and like, you're a real, like you tell them they're a dickhead to their face. That's the kind of person, like, you ever have a situation where you meet somebody and they're like, oh, you're like an actual asshole. I was at the grocery store the other day and oh, they asked this woman if she wanted bags and she goes, of course I want bags. What am I, an octopus? What am I, an octopus? Am I going to carry all these groceries by myself? And she <laughs> ranted about this the entire time they were bagging her groceries. That's Nikki Haley. Like, that is, that is what Nikki Haley would do. 
it's like, what do you like? Is this what happens when your improv sh- studio shuts down and you can't take classes <laughs> anymore? You just try to come up with bits on the fly. Fuck off. Yeah, it's like, have you never gone grocery shopping before? Yeah, that is such a standard question. We should kill that right. lady. Oh, I wanted to. And it turned out like we were parked next to each other also. And like we were rapid, like we finished our groceries, like paid for them at the same time. I walked out basically next to her bitching about being asked if she wanted bags all the way to her car. You should have kicked her cart over. That's I that wanted. Been, I mean, you could have probably gotten away with it. You got the mask on. Like, I didn't want to engage why like in the middle of a pandemic i want to go confront this crazy person who you can't even ask if she wants bags to be fair that would be very funny (laughs) it would be very funny but it would be the way i catch coronavirus like i decide to be the hero and question the crazy bag lady and now i got the rona i feel like the best way to defend against the rona is doing a hulk hogan big boot to anybody that's coming towards your face it's like the, oh yeah <laughs> the boot level it's like it's like doing the heisman with your foot just give like the big <laughs> yeah, hulk hogan boot right to someone's face and just be like well i'm not gonna lick the bottom of my shoe so i feel like i'm safe so where do we think we're gonna be by monday when this episode comes out i think there i think we're gonna be in the midst of a recount in pennsylvania i feel like they're gonna do every legal thing including that whether or not the votes add up for Biden to win because they're going to add up. It's just like even if he already has enough votes in Arizona, Nevada or Georgia or something, they're just going to be like, we are the real party of of voting and truth. So we're challenging yeah. everything and it'll all be bullshit. Moment. Yeah, they, they don't want their robbery to stop. They're making right. so much money stealing from the American people. Like, of course, they're going to try to make it happen. They've made billions by spending yeah. millions. So, of course, they're going to do that. Oh, hey, let's talk about some of the other lawsuits the Trump administration has filed so far. They filed a lawsuit in Nevada requesting that ballots stop being counted over GOP concerns with the state's signature matching technology and election observers claiming they weren't allowed to stand close enough. Those were both denied. In more desperate measures, they filed a lawsuit in Georgia over 53 votes that an election observer claimed arrived late. They provided no evidence to support the claim, so it was denied. In Pennsylvania, they filed a lawsuit in federal district court asking a judge to rule that the Philadelphia County Board of Elections must stop counting ballots until GOP campaign observers were present. That motion was denied. They won a lawsuit asking to be allowed to stand a little closer to people counting ballots. So check mark in the box next to their name for that one. They've filed a bunch of lawsuits related to Pennsylvania, actually, because it's the most important state in this election. And the most important lawsuit they filed was their request for the Supreme Court to intervene in a Pennsylvania state Supreme Court ruling that officials can receive ballots up to November 6th as long as they are postmarked by Election Day. The appeal was deadlocked at four to four because Amy Coney Barrett did not participate, which left the lower court ruling in place for now. Depending on how this all plays out and how long it drags out, there is a chance that the Supreme Court could revisit this decision. 
ideally, Biden will win by enough of a margin that Pennsylvania ultimately won't matter. But if he stays at the 290 Electoral College votes he has now, it could matter a whole lot, seeing as how Pennsylvania is worth 20 electoral votes. So, like I already said on this episode, here's hoping this doesn't all come down to the Supreme Court again, because Amy Coney Barrett probably won't sit it out next time. Anyway, back to the show. I don't doubt that Republicans have maybe stolen an election or two in our history already. Like 2004, there was there was weirdness in Ohio. Like there yeah. was a lot of weirdness. I and, don't know if you remember 2000. Well, yeah, 2000. <laughs> like that's that's what concerns me about Pennsylvania. Like right. if it if there is a big shift between now and then and it all comes down to Pennsylvania, I really don't trust the Supreme Court to do the right thing. Not in its current configuration. I remember in Florida when Pat Buchanan got all of Al Gore's votes in that in the I forget what the yeah. hanging Chad spot was and where they were. It was like a very confusing thing. And all the people so, voted for Pat Buchanan. Even Pat Buchanan was like, there's no way like I, it was like <laughs> this mega Jewish place. And he's like, in what world would yeah. they vote me a like closeted Nazi? Would they vote for even he on the news was like, that's those aren't my votes. Those just aren't. They're clearly not my votes. <laughs> yeah, that was 2000 was wild. Like and it, there's a really good documentary about it on HBO right now about the 2000 election and especially the recount in Florida. And it's crazy how much of Florida that year came down to Elian Gonzalez. Like that is a Man. situation that really swung that election people did not like how the democrats handled the elian gonzalez situation especially the cuban population in miami oh you didn't like having a swat guy pointing his gun directly at a child what an iconic photo oh my god that photo just being being cut on the internet with people going what's that (laughs) or whatever bullshit we were doing that year you know that was the first election that i ever voted in Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I voted for uh, Ralph Nader because <laughs> I am from Massachusetts and I knew it was going to go to Al Gore. So I was like, well, I would have voted for Al Gore, but I don't have to. So yeah, fuck it. Ralph Nader. I voted yeah. for I voted for Gore. What, what was the first election you voted in, Alex? 2004. Uh, and so or no, 2006, four or six. Shoot. Hang on. Doing my own math. Four. I got to because I got to vote for Barack Obama for the Senate from Illinois, and I also got to vote to reelect Rod Blagojevich. Uh, very Hell proud. Of yeah, both those votes equally. Both what very a good. fucking hipster you are! Uh, <laughs> um, I voted. I voted for Obama before he was president. My first election would have been ninety six, and I Ooh. voted for Bob Dole. Big Bill Clinton, BBC. I mean, I wasn't going to vote mm. for Bob Dole. That would have been. One of the best Simpsons episodes was that Treehouse of Horror, the Dolan Clinton, the Don't Blame Me, I Voted for Kodos. Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic yeah, episode. Quite good. So what happens if Trump refuses to concede? Anyone think that's a possibility? I think it's a very much a possibility. And yeah, I, I think it sounds more controversial to say than it really is. But what should happen in that situation is 
Joe Biden on January 20th just sends the Secret Service in to remove Trump. Yeah. Right. That would be the best course of action. It would be the most American course of action. Like it would uh, it would almost certainly set off a civil war in this country. They should send in like a CIA wet works team <laughs> to go in after him. One of those like Call a, of Duty black like ops going, teams. Yeah, they got like the 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 black camo streaks in their face on their face, and they're like going into the White House, like going into the goddamn <laughs> Oval Office, wearing like night camo. It's like eleven a.m. <laughs> that would, I mean, that would be fun to watch, like, would, especially if they live stream it or something. Yeah. Like that would be a video yeah. game. I'm I keep bringing up video games because there's this Call of Duty Black Ops video game commercial going around now, and it's like Reagan looking all badass talking about toppling uh, some perfectly innocent central american yeah. government and he's right. like in this war room and there's dudes dressed like duran duran who are just like it's a, it's a threat president and he's like well do it it's like fucking that's not how any of that worked and let's ignore aids while we're at it <laughs> press x press x to ignore aids yeah hit square to let rock hudson die is that what video games are doing now? Glorifying Reagan? Making Reagan seem like a badass? They fucking forget that Reagan exists because the Russians were bad to us. It's the only reason that motherfucker yeah. exists. Reagan is the first presidential election I remember, 84. Motherfucker won every state except Minnesota. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. I don't think we'll see America being so collectively stupid all at the same time. All of us. Yeah. All I at mean, the same time. I mean, we ruined Michael Dukakis because he took a silly photo. Yeah. He looked funny in a tank. And also there were rumors that he might have uh, had therapy at one point. So George W. George H.W. Bush was like, hmm, you want a retard in office? It's like he just went to a yeah. doctor. Yeah. Like he, he might did. be a gay. You're like, yeah. That's, gay? That is kind of what George Bush implied was that. Michael Dukakis was mentally disabled because he sought therapy at one yeah, point. He used some CIA tactics. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. And when he did that shit. And then that's why he fucking got destroyed in 92. Yeah. Okay. One last update. There's actually some mildly promising news when it comes to the possibility that Trump might refuse to concede. While his shithead sons and some of his advisors are siding with him on his claims of voter fraud, not everyone in the inner circle is so convinced. There are reports that both Jared Kushner and Melania Trump have made it clear that they think Donald Trump should just exit office gracefully. They're apparently focusing on putting a positive spin on all the opportunities he'll be able to take advantage of if he's no longer president, like being indicted by the state of New York, and also that he can maybe even run again in 2024 if he just leaves nicely instead of making a big scene out of it. It's also being reported that even if he's keeping up appearances publicly, behind the scenes, he's admitted that it's probably over. So I guess I find that promising, but all that said, I'll believe it when I see it. Wake me up on January 20th, America, if for no other reason than because I have jury duty the next day. Anyway, let's finish this episode.
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this this episode it's it's hard to like it's hard to even know what to say or what to talk about. I'm hopeful right now. Like I I'm hopeful that Trump is going to lose. I would like to say that it would be very very funny if he lost Arizona or when he loses Arizona cuz it seems like he's going to with the amount of shit that he talked about John McCain. Yeah. Like, that's very funny to me that like the ghost of McCain is coming after him like a mummy. But instead, this mummy <laughs> magicked some votes. Yeah. You would do the mummy fight in Arizona, too, because it's full of sand, you know, and it's nearby. You know, it's a good spot. It's for, a strength. Yeah. It's where he's strong. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. his element. It's a home game for that mummy. <laughs> yeah. It, it would be funny if that's what ultimately cost Trump the election. Just his incessant shit talking of John McCain. And then it all comes down to Arizona because that had to have an impact Arizona loved John McCain. Yeah. This is the political equivalent of a world star video where somebody's like talking mad shit and getting <laughs> and just gets knocked out right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be poetic justice. That's for sure. If that's what it comes down to. And it feels like it might like they weren't. No one was expecting Biden to win Arizona. I don't think. Like, I mean, he looks a little yeah. like McCain. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Maybe they just think he is John McCain. Yeah. Who knows? John, John boy, is that you? maybe they're just like can this fucker get out of here he needs to stop talking about building a wall i want to keep my property please yeah (laughs) yeah that it's it's weird how that that whole thread disappeared in trump's campaign this time around like the wall never really came up like it was all about protesters basically why why didn't biden say how's your wall coming did a brief gust of wind take it out again fucking moron biden could have biden could have owned him so hard in the debates and the fact that he didn't is a kind of an embarrassment by the way yeah that was sad yeah i actually thought trump did better in the debate than i expected that second debate where they didn't let people talk over each other i was like oh trump's fucked and he actually did pretty good it was disappointing he had less of an opportunity to embarrass himself yeah i mean it kind of forced him to stay on script which is kind of what you don't want from Trump because you really you find out what he's really up to when he goes off script. That's when he lets out all the secrets. That's the best it, sentence, I think. That's the summary of the past four years. It's like if you keep letting him go, you get to the real shit real fast. You do, yeah. yeah. Like it, it, that's it's the truth, and it it's it's kind of what worries me about how things are going to play out if he loses because he has been whether jokingly or not jokingly so many times over the past few years been implying that he's going to try and seek another term no matter what because he feels like the election was it, the first election was tainted because democrats spied on him and like it it feels like we're headed in the right direction right now and i just really feel like by monday it could be radically different and not even for reasons that involve Biden losing the election. Like, I think he's going to, I've said a few times, I think he's going to win. I just don't envision Trump leaving quietly. I did not sleep well Tuesday night at all. I, 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 I slept until like maybe 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning and I woke up and literally the first thought in my head was I should get a gun. 
Like that was my <laughs> yeah. first thought was like, I should get a gun. Like I should, I should get a gun or like, it was like various versions of that sentence. Sometimes with an exclamation point at the end, sometimes with a question mark at the end, I'd be like, I should get a gun. And I was like, I should get a gun. Yeah. We, we had this talk on a, a recent episode. I still, I'm still not in favor of getting a gun. Alex, how many guns do you have? Zero guns. No, uh, not interested. Two. He's oh, got wow. Two. Really? He's got, he's got two. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's got them, them, them guns. He's, he's flexing right have, now. Those you, you can't I have see two it. guns for handling a mummy, if you know what I mean, but no, yeah. uh, no firearms. <laughs> no, uh, none of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought about buying a gun? No, I don't. I really don't want to do it. I think I also, there isn't that it's sort of a movie trope to me, but that thing of like, uh, like a baseball bat or a club or something that feels more appropriate for like a, a safe way to handle home invaders. Yeah, that's fair. I want that yeah. spiked bat. Yeah, I'm not worried about home invaders, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm, hopefully that's not what you think. I'm like, I should get a gun to protect my home. That's not what the election right. did to me. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and I'm staunchly anti-gun. And I also love because I, I tweeted about like, this is where my mental state is, that this is the first thought I had. And like, I had a lot of fans that are like, well, make sure you take. And it's like, motherfucker, I know. But I also grew up on a farm around guns, f- shooting guns. I don't like them, but I oh. certainly know how to use them. I mean, guns are fun. I do like them. I don't like the concept of them. Shooting a gun is fucking rad. Alex, have you ever shot a gun? Not really. I did oh. one uh, camping trip where there was like a little pipsqueak rifle range thing and we tried it and i was like okay shooting a handgun is like having your wrist come it's very fun yeah (laughs) it's like a very sad it's like ridiculously satisfying Uh, and again i don't i don't like them and i don't want them and i don't want to have one i don't want one within my vicinity but going to a shooting range is fucking awesome (laughs) yeah it's the biggest contradiction in my in my entire life is how much I fucking think guns rock no, and I also think guns suck. Yeah, I mean they they are fun and it like this point in history, like this point in this election right now, I feel like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like it feels mm-hmm. like it's all progressing so very normally and as we would expect and that is just I refuse to believe that's how this barn burner of a year is going to end with a perfectly normal election a calm american electorate and a peaceful transition of power like it would be fascinating if that is how this year ends just perfectly normal and by the book but it just doesn't feel like 2020 has been building up to that so i guess we'll see if trump loses what happens yeah, I, th- I, th- I think one of the yeah. funniest things I saw was somebody tweeted like, no, 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 don't let tonight ruin a perfectly good year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a year. A lot of stuff happened this year. Do you know that? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. when Kobe Bryant died? Who? Long, long time ago. Oh, How man. do you even know about him? You don't even like sports. You don't. You don't even like sports. <laughs> nice try. You just said the thing I said back to me. Yeah, because it's about you. It was about a you. Parrot who doesn't like sports. <laughs> you don't even like Kobe Bryant's death. I mean, I didn't actually. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's accurate. I drive by that academy like all the time because uh, it, Thousand Oaks is where Sideshow is. So whenever I go oh, to yeah. Sideshow, it's like right there. Like, hey. So you kind of killed Kobe Bryant in a way. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Celtics fan. What do you want from me? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm still not over 2012. Yeah. 
2020, the Takate curse got broken. I mean, the guy apologized. Like people no, he didn't. Know that, but yeah, he did. He apologized to me and to the baby. So that's why the curse was broken. I thought he fucked that baby up. He did. That's why the baby was so yeah too stupid to not accept the apology. Dumbass baby. Fucking. Kids. It's weird that it's weird that 2016 and 2020 had curse breaking World Series wins. Like the Cubs goat and then the Dodgers uh, baby. He got beer the on Tecate it. Takate curse. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping the Dodgers would lose so we could claim the Takate curse. I was like really hoping for it. <laughs> I was too. That 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 was. I didn't even watch the games because I felt like whenever I watched the Dodgers won. Yeah. And then yeah. fucking game six, I decided to watch, and sure enough, the Dodgers won. Yeah. Plus the other part of that too is like I don't want Dodger fans happy. No. No. <laughs> Like in what world? Let them have Kirk Gibson. That's all they should. They all they deserve. Agreed. I mean, Kirk Gibson was pretty rad, man. He fucking hit a home run with a broken leg. Who does that? Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> so I think we can wrap this up. I know this was kind of a meandering episode, but you got to understand we're recording this right in the middle of one of the. Cl- I think this is. The the, I mean, this, yeah. Aside from two thousand, this is like the closest election I've ever been a part of. Yeah, it's been 20 and, years since we've had anything like this. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh like it's it's fascinating. Like it's it sucks that these votes are taking so long to count, but that's the process, man. Lots of mail-in ballots this year. We got 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 the rona. I'm sorry, the what? It's a it's a like the like the flu, but not like the flu at all. No, so it's basically just like the flu. Yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Did you get did you get everybody get their flu shots? Not yet, but I'm planning to. I did get mine, yeah, yeah. I got mine at the Costco. Ooh, Jeff yeah. and Alex got their flu shots. They actually gave me, I had to get 12 because it was at Costco. They just 12 needles right in my arm. Do you laugh when they ask if you're allergic to eggs before you get your flu shot? Oh, yeah. I'm like, allergies? What am I? A fool? Eggs? Just, yeah. Eating eggs right now? Yeah, just a big bowl of fried eggs. Just... <laughs> so stay safe, America. What do we got to plug before we get out of here? I don't like patreon.com slash unpops, uh, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You should check out my podcast, Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Hey. Hey, wait a minute. That's not me. <laughs> Alex, what do you got to plug? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, my podcast. Can't believe my identity was stolen it's called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, and uh, I think it's great. It's SIFpod.fun for the Patreon, or you can just search the name Secretly Incredibly Fascinating in your podcast app. It is a great, Jeff. It is a great podcast. I'm promoting oh, thanks. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating by Alex Schmidt, because I love Alex Schmidt. You can well, also then check I, out... Then I promote Sideshow Sideshow, because it's Get a great out podcast of here with, with Jeff that. May. That's what Side, I'm doing. <laughs> Sideshow I mean, Side it's my podcast. I take it now. We've uh, traded it. Check out Sideshow Sideshow with Alex Schmidt, with Jeff May. Uh, that is every other Tuesday on uh, through Sideshow Collectibles. You can also <laughs> check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on the Gamefully Unemployed Podcast Network, as well as You Don't Even Like Sports, a podcast you don't even where like sports. Adam Todd Brown talks about how he doesn't even like sports. And that is available on the Unpopular Opinion Network, which you may have heard of. Maybe. All right, let's get out of here. Alex, say goodbye. Goodbye. Jeff, say goodbye. If I could say one more thing to prevent you from peeing. I I will murder you. Okay, well then goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. We love you.